Hello, my friends. Uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, thanks for clicking on this episode. Um, if you want to come with me, I'm going to go run a couple errands, but I want to chat about something that is lengthier in topic with Instagram and its stories um, and really just the post itself. I Longer topics I'm going to keep here um, just because I feel like there's value in some longer topics that need to be talked out, especially when it comes to the weight loss journey, food addiction, just in general. And, you know, if I'm looking at Instagram stories, I've got four stories to share something that honestly is worth more than four stories. And at the same time, it could be a post, but a post is limited to a minute. And oftentimes a lot of what's driven is, okay, make sure it fits within a minute. And so I think what this topic is going to be is really something that takes a little bit or is going to need to take a little bit longer. And this is in regards to that moment of um, facing the change or that moment where the rubber meets the road of, wow, I need to change um, or I'm experiencing the change. And what I mean by that is in my journey, uh, probably about six months, uh, if not sooner than that, I experienced a moment that I remember very vividly because it's not like me to do what I did in the sense that I got very emotional because I couldn't eat what I wanted to eat. I couldn't consume what I wanted to consume. It almost felt like my food addiction was coming to the point, like a boiling point to where I knew that I couldn't have any more food for the day, but I wanted it. I knew I wanted to be successful. I knew that I was given very stern warnings from my doctor that if I don't do something about my weight and my health, I'm going to die. And so I, I've come to understand that I have to turn it around and I can't screw this up this time. And so I remember I was actually at my apartment at the time and that's where I started my journey. I was at my apartment. Uh, I was sitting in the kitchen. I was actually talking out what my next meal would be. And it was actually something to where my wife and her sister uh, were there. And it was kind of one of those hybrid dining room, kitchen, okay, um, dining room, kitchen, living room kind of deal where <laughs> you're in the kitchen, but you're also in the dining. It was a small apartment. Can I just say that? And so um, I, we were all in this area and we were discussing the next meal and they were about to eat, but I was done for the day in regards to my calories. And I remember actually breaking down and getting emotional. Um, I don't know if a tear, I'm not going to try to like sell this huge moment if a tear fell, but I got very, very emotional in the sense that somebody could eat around me. Somebody could consume something and I couldn't, and I got pretty upset by it. And so, you know, let me pause and, and come back. All right, we are back. Sorry, I had to pick up my target order. Uh, as you can see, uh, we're doing this on the whim. Um, trying to find some time when uh, it comes to putting together the podcast, because of course these lengthier topics I want to get into. But so I'm in this kitchen combo, everything in between. Everyone has um, ordering food, um, whatever they're gonna have, and I'm at my at my limit. I remember having a moment where I got completely emotional. I had to leave and go in the other room, and. The reason I bring this up is that I've been thinking about how many times during sitcom shows that like when someone gets emotional or someone fights or someone has a moment, someone goes to their room, someone steps into um, 
their bedroom or you think about maybe a relationship, a spouse or, or something like that. You get into a fight and you go into another room and then there comes a moment where you come back together and you rectify the situation. For the most part, you rectify. So I think of a sitcom, Full House. If you've ever seen Full House, um, whenever DJ Tanner had some sort of issue that she was dealing with and she needed to grow from, she had some emotional issues, some problems, some concern. She ended up going to her room, and I know this is a crazy analogy, but go with me here. But uh, ended up later that her dad, Danny Tanner, or you know whatever um, parent, parental figure was there at the time, ended up going to her room, sitting at the edge of the bed, having a conversation about what happened, and kind of going over what the growth moment was. And that growth moment was, you know, hey, talking about what happened, what to learn, and what to get better from, you know, from that moment. And so I think about my food addiction, and I think about me growing and me overcoming my food addiction, and thinking about where I am now. When I post something on Instagram, or I point from a position of overcoming certain things that I've really struggled with emotionally, you know, stress eating, whatever it is. How I coped before and how I cope now is very different, and I really feel that it's a it's a uh, a culmination of multiple moments similar to my emotional moment that I had uh, at the apartment at the time, to where I had to really come to terms that you know I'm not gonna be able to eat the way I used to. I can't live the way I was living. That part portion of me really has to die. And I mean, it sounds dramatic, but it's true. The My old eating habits, how I used to process things. In a sense, I had to almost have a funeral for how I thought before and how I acted and how I reacted. What my um, response was to emotion, stress, that had to die. And in a sense, I had more um, mourning periods or I had... Um, funerals for it and a, a portion of having a funeral to be honest was uh, going to the other room all right sorry about that pause I was picking up our Chipotle order um, making it work find a way hey find a way to do a podcast huh find a way to do a podcast so you know, getting back into it, the funeral side, the mourning side, I was having a funeral for how I was processing things. And I think that's where maybe some of us fall off the journey is that we come to that rubber meets the road moment and we're not willing to push through those moments because it essentially means we've got to die to something that we're so used to and so comfortable with. And so, you know, really where I'm at is just the culmination of me killing habits that were killing me. Uh, there were habits that were killing me and they had to be put to death. And so I had to stick to my caloric limit. I had to stay within my range of food that I could have for the day. And regardless of, you know, somebody else eating or, or, you know, an opportunity for me to have more, regardless of what they were going through, I had to stick to my goal. I had to stick to what I was doing, no exception. And so the moment of, oh, I can't eat the way I want to eat. I can't live the way I want to live. I have to do things in a way to get myself back to who I need to be or get myself to who I need to be. There's got to be some death there, death to old habits. And so my journey has been a culmination of death <laughs> in the most uh, encouraging way. My journey is a culmination of death. 
uh, death to the old me. And I had to galvanize my thoughts of the old me is killing me. And if I don't do something about the old me, the old me is going to kill me. And I'm not going to be here. And it got to a point where it scared me. It scared me so much to hear a doctor tell me that I wouldn't be surprised if I don't see you in six months. Now, me sharing my journey is hopefully saving somebody from that conversation. That That's a rough conversation to have, especially when you've got a whole life to live and you feel like you've been um, hindered. Like if I wanted to do something, my weight held me back from doing that. And so now I've lived a whole life being hindered and now I have a doctor saying, hey, you're, you might not be around much longer. I mean, what a terrible life to live. And so those moments, those catalyst moments of change, you've got to embrace them. You've got to be okay with them. You've got to, in a sense, be okay with the death of the old you. And it's going to be uncomfortable. Again, I, I ran into the other room, emotional, probably shed some tears. I, it, it was rough. It's going to be rough. If no one tells you it's going to be rough, it's going to be rough. Death is rough. But, I mean, you either kill off the old you that is killing you, or you stay the way you are and eventually let whatever food addiction, whatever setback you have, kill you or, or shorten or hinder your life. And it's just not, it's not worth it. From someone that lived their whole life hindered in every way from living the life that he was supposed to live, it's not worth the one life that we're given to be hindered. It is completely worth putting in the work and going through those death moments so then that way you can actually do what you want to do. If there's, if you, I mean, it sounds so random, but if you want to go skydiving, the fact that you can go skydiving, that you're not going to be hindered. And I know, you know, some of you, one of you, whoever it is, if you've been hindered by something that you've wanted to do your entire life, or if you feel like you're being held back, the death of the old habits is worth going through because eventually the death of your dreams, the death of what you want to do will overtake and will be more than what that potential death to your old habits would, would feel like. It sounds rough. It sounds tough. But you've got to go through that to get what you truly want in whatever goals or aspirations that you want to go after that your weight's holding you back from. So those DJ Tanner moments in Full House, yes, there are going to be those, especially if you're truly wanting to go through that transformational change that will last a lifetime. Not the quick lose 10 pounds in 10 minutes solution. Not the quick, easy, quick weight loss, quick this, quick... Not any of those moments to where you don't really learn something that you can hold on to long term, but it's more or less, let me get to this goal and, and then I'll work it out when you get there. Time and time again, I did that same thing. Let me just lose it and I'll figure it out. The fact is we don't. We don't just figure it out once we're there. We don't know what we're doing once we get to our goal weight and the weight just slowly packs itself back on. Talking from a guy who's been on diets for 30 plus years, who's been up and down going through the yo-yo of wrong decisions where I thought I was gonna have it together once I lost the weight and I didn't. And time and time again, I got to a success point, and this is probably a future topic on a podcast. I got to a, a success point where I thought I did really well and I started um, uh, letting up 
or I started not working as hard because I achieved some success. The bottom line is doing it the right way, going through the death needed to the old habits is going to put you in a position where long term you're going to be in a better position rather than going through the vicious cycle of guilt, vicious cycle of up, down, up, down. And again, like the last podcast, there's an understandable bounce back, but it's not going to be I gained all the weight back. It's not going to be I gained all the weight back and more. It's, hey, I've put some on because I'm not doing the way I've been doing it, but I am in control because I'm adjusting because I've learned habits that I've instilled along the way that allows me to get this under control just in case of an extra 10 or 15 pounds comes on. Because really, if you're on a super restrictive diet and you're you're on this, uh, I wouldn't even say super restrictive, but say you're on this diet where you've lost weight and you've got to your goal weight. Now you're pivoting to something that maybe is more long-term and incorporating things that you don't typically do. Well, you might see some pushback or some bounce back of your weight from that because you're introducing new things. But your mentality going into it is not guilt or, or feeling overwhelmed, but it's I've set up a good success path for me to be successful long-term and I've dealt with the mental health. I've put to death bad habits and emotional and, and stress eating. I've put to death those things. And so I can handle the scale going up a couple pounds because I know my long-term goal is gonna set me up for success. You're gonna be successful if you set yourself up for a long-term goal rather than this quick fix that you'll just figure out later. And so those death moments, those moments where you're putting to death the, the old habits, the old mentality, the old ways of thinking, those emotional times that you have to where you have to walk into the other room or wait um, to actually process or take a couple weeks or take a month to process what you're going through. All of those moments are going to just culminate to a moment where you realize that I'm glad I went through it because I've become better from it. You go through things to be better from them. They are not intended to take you out. They're intended to add another quiver to your um, armor of or your, your sack of arrows. Like that arrow isn't meant to take you out. That arrow is meant to maybe wound you a little bit, but make you stronger and give you some scar tissue so that you're better next time. And I think that's what happens. We get to a moment where an arrow hits us, a moment where it just takes us off our plan of our diet or exercise program, and then we end up stepping off or saying, oh, it hurt, I've got to stop or I've got to quit. Um, a, a, a stressful moment happened, an emotional moment happened, a passing, something happened to where I'm, I'm stepping off because I can't handle everything going on. If you're able to push past those moments, then you're able to add that as a quiver to your, your arrow pack because you're now stating, hey, I've had a bad moment, I've had an emotional moment, and I haven't cowered to it. I've simply taken it, taken a moment, taken a breath, and I've now worked to overcome it and be better from it. And that's simply where I'm here today. I'm just here five years later, not as some special like thing that I found, but it was just simply me, again and again, having the arrow hit me, and me having that emotional moment, the emotional breakdown, the emotional just death moment where I had the reason I can't go back to who I was. I can't let the old habits settle back in because I'm going to die. I'm going to die if I go back to my old eating habits. And for me, it was someone saying that to me that was kind of like, whoa, but don't get there. Like, do you have to get there in order for it to be the moment that you actually push through those hardships? Don't let it be that. Don't let it come to that moment. Hopefully my voice can be the moment of don't let it get there 
and take care of it now. Face those, uh, those hardships, those stresses, those emotional um, obstacles, face them head on and push through them because you don't want to come to a moment where the doctor has to say something to you. You don't want to come to a moment where someone has to say something to you because not only are you living a hindered life, but now you're being told you might even live a shortened life where you won't even be able to experience it eventually. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And I mean, really find a way. That's what it's all about. Find a way with Dusty. Find a way. If you're listening to this, find a way. That's it for this podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this particular one. We're going to go over some future topics in the future. Um, But again, thank you again for listening to this podcast. And as always, find a way.